You guys, it is <laughs> below freezing in Michigan. It is supposed to be 71 in Cincinnati tomorrow. So you cross the border and it's supposed to be an ice storm. 71 degrees. Damn. Yeah. Ohio can't get it together. Um, and with that said, welcome into this edition Take of Road Tripping. Allie Clifton, Channing Fry, Richard Jefferson. I am. I'm actually drinking. You guys are probably not because you guys probably had an awesome all-star break weekend and cannot drink for a while, huh? Yeah, I need a, what, I do need we a look moment. like quitters? You got to push through that shit. Give through. me the recap of All-Star Weekend. Your favorite parts, everything, all the feelings, vibes. How was Salt Lake City? Did Utah put on a great All-Star? I'll let Richard Weekend go. He was there long, shorter than I was. Shorter? When did you get back? I got Monday. I got to work the Damn. last two games. Ew. Oh, it wasn't that bad. And stuff like that. No, I know. Well, yeah, I had I had response. Like, did you have responsibilities during the day? Uh, not as much this year. I had way more last year in... Cleveland, but it wasn't as bad. I was doing a lot of, I like business meetings. This is the first year I'm doing business meetings. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Here we go. go. Well, for people out there, like, because I work for you and and Channing's with Turner. Here's my car. We we go. Oh, God. Jeez. People don't need business cards anymore, Channing. We don't use business cards. No. I do. Um, I'm just kidding. I actually like a good business card. Uh, But because we work for, we work for ESPN and Turner, like, I had like my we're doing celebrity game. We have different events. Turner has different events. So it's like we see each other, but we're always like, which where are you going? And so as he's getting, you know, a little deodorant, get them get them pits smelling better. Um, no, uh, it was cool, man. Uh, we had a lot of stuff because we had double duty. So I had like NBA today during the day and then, you know, was doing stuff at night. So it was kind of like I was going like long days of work and then drinking long nights. So it just made the days even longer because I'm not going to like go out, I'm not going to not go be social. So work became increasingly more difficult to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, do, okay, here's what I'll say. What I liked about Utah was the weather. Even though it was, weather was great. cold, it was like perfect weather. It's a beautiful backdrop. Like you, I was walking places, uh, also what I liked was everything was in 15 minutes, right? So mm-hmm. like, oh, let's go to a bar. Let's go to an arcade. Let's go to this party. Let's go to brunch. It was within 15 minutes and the, the hotel was built for that, like for, to, to house everyone so that like, you know, it's, it's not busting at the seams like some You're other at the hotels. Hyatt? You're at the Hyatt? No, no. The Grand America. Oh, Grand America. Ooh. Turner. No, no, listen, there's people. You have to understand All-Star Weekend, they're tiers of hotel. So the Grand American is number one tier. The Hyatt is where like a lot of like, because there's corporate spaces. So like Nike had their room. There was like so much stuff, but a lot of like the spillage over got at the Hyatt, but the Hyatt's huge and beautiful. But the Grand American, that was like, that was like the one five-star hotel. So if you were in there, you was you was living was good. Great. Okay, Channing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, no, I no. That, listen, listen. The talent. You know, four years. I'm not a, not a rookie anymore. But uh, yeah. no, it was good and it was fun. What I didn't like was that it was like too condensed. Right. It was hard to just go to a dinner without everything being so accessible. Right. Like I need like in Chicago. It was like, oh man, we're going out to dinner. And then there's like a little bar next door. And then you're like, all right, man, we got to get home. 
in Utah is like, yo, let's dinner. And then there's like right next door, there's an after party. And then two doors down, there's like another after party. And then it's like, damn, it's three, four in the morning. And you got to work at 12, one. And that's the problem. 12, and then, one. 12, how one. would you guys oh, just don't 12 one how man. would you rate... gonna say, even he had to laugh at that 12 one he's like and then you got to be at work at two o'clock the next day man it's like oh it was tough Richard, like, what? you would hate my schedule on that last day it was like i had one twitter spaces so i did that from my room and then i had to work the second half of the all-star game and i did nothing all day oh all day. yeah my how would you rate was... your discipline skills Work in no, progress. Hi, I would rate. I would rate them high. Like I go into it knowing what I'm planning on doing. The discipline for me comes before and after. It's like, no, I just came from All Star Weekend, or no, I'm about to head to All Star Weekend. So like, I'm on some chill shit, right? While I'm there, I'm fully aware. I'm gonna work all day. I'm gonna go at night because we know this. The NBA is a very small community. So whether it's seeing, you know, our um, our girl Annie. From Nike, who I love so much. Thank you, Annie. Shout out, you know, my Wildcat oh, sister. Oh, big shout out, right? Annie. Biggest shout the out, Annie. The gear this she, year was crazy. Annie's Annie's the queen. Annie's the queen. Uh, so, uh, so it's like you just get to run into so many people that that's the only time. Like I said, like Channing works for Turner. So we're never at the same games. They don't work the NBA finals. I don't really typically work All-Star Weekend, like the like All-Star game and stuff. So TNT. we never get to see each other while at yeah. work because he's at Tur- our TNT and then I'm at ESPN. So we're running into each other. So everyone's just so social and fun. And so like the accessibility part is cool because you got to see more people because when you're in a big city, it's like, I'm not yeah. going to go over there. But people were bouncing from parties all night. We're going to go to the CAA party. Then we're going to go to this event because you could get everywhere in in 10 minutes. And then, then you'd be like, all right, I got one more place in me than I'm, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I got to go run tomorrow. Uh, yeah, dude. It was um, – food was good. City was good. They were very organized. Uh, it was fun. It's fun seeing – Let me say – you got it. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, say, it's fun seeing teammates. Yeah, of course. And do you actually yeah. get time to do that? Because I also know that people say a lot of times it's so busy and guys have a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. So is the, there time to catch up? Yeah, like D Wade's thing is the best one to catch up. So like I walk in and Malik Rose is there now. He was my vet. So then I work with Jamal Crawford. I see Malik Rose and Q Rich, Quinn Richardson was also all my vets when I was a rookie. So, like, we're like, hey, I would see, you know, for all of us, because, you know, Q Rich works in Orlando. Uh, Malik works for the NBA. I'm over in Atlanta. And we're like, oh, what are you doing? How are your family? What's new? Do you remember this story? Do you remember, you know, Nate trying to fight Jerome James? Or do you remember Jamal telling, you know, Larry Brown he's not a robot? Or Steph, Steph Marbury talking crazy? Like, you know, just catching up and, you know, seeing other guys. Like, we went to another thing, and I was just like, Holy fuck, Lori Marketing is legit. I'm seven foot. He is he seven big. one. He big. Dog, he he's big he's tall as shit. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, then we see like Giannis, and then you realize Giannis is really big. Giannis, <laughs> he's so yeah, big. So I work like, okay, with Shaq. So look, yes. Listen, Giannis, I kid you not. So, so like we know Giannis is big, and when we're on the court, like, yeah, we all get the shit, but like Giannis, no lie, he walked into the room and it was like he because it was like a low, it was low room. But to see him like duck into the room, right? See him duck into the room and his shoulders were still out here. You're like, 
and then he stands back up. You're like, God damn, no wonder that motherfucker's destroyed. Some idiot, right? Some idiot, and you know, KD's tall too, but not as big. But like, some idiot goes, well, on NBA stat, KD and Giannis weigh the same. Stop it. Stay (laughs) off the weed. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. Not a fucking chance. Listen, you know who else is huge? Paolo is huge. Oh, but yeah, he's oh. he built, he built, yeah, Paolo, he built like a he, grown man. He built. he built like a man. Yeah. So I'm looking at these dudes like, I don't remember you being that big because I'm big and I'm looking at him with a little tilt. Oh, a little on, let, but let's, but let's, let's be really Shit. honest though, Chance. You, you a little big, big, you a little, you, you, you a little big, big. What you talking about? I'm, oh, listen, you, I'm you, trying you, to get prison big. Oh, oh you trying to get all swole? calisthenics? You, yeah, yeah, yeah swole. Swole. It, the, the Dude, wrist. This is like, season, I, feel, don't I feel, I felt a little. You know, we all got a little extra, but like you got a little extra, extra. Richard, you're like no, you're like double I'm the done. icing. You had double There's the no icing squish. on the cake. There's you got your no cake squish. With the, Look at this. The, uh, okay, no, right. I mean, there's a yeah. little squish, but listen. Yeah, okay, do not, don't don't do not, We do not body shame on this podcast. Yeah, Richard. Yeah, yes, we do. How did we? How did you compete in your festivities? How was had to start drinking uh, my, and eating pizza halfway through the game. <laughs> While you were playing I, basketball. Yes. Oh, okay. So, like, you know, it was cool, man. And I, I got to shout out, you know, my, my a bunch of people, you know, the, the team at Content Capital. And I'm not even doing plugs, but it's just like, really, this had been in the works for like eight months. Allie, I told you about it months and months and months ago about how much, like, between them, Matt Derhali at the NBA, my guy, shout out Derhali. Um, no, it was cool because it was like the only way to do it is to go through the things that, you know what I'm saying? Like the fact, the only way to like referee in a game because the NBA refs take it seriously, you know, obviously commentating and then, you know, playing. There are a lot of layers there, you know, a lot of, lot of, lot of stuff. But no, man, it was cool, you know, to do that type of social stuff um, and just to have fun with it because you get to turn it in like me ripping off my shirt, you know, and, and getting on, like getting on the court in a referee. That's absurd. Like the level of road tripping stupidity that that the NBA allowed me to do, like that's still mind blowing to me, right? And so you know, you guys know how serious they take everything, everything. So the fact that they allow you know me and like you know to have some fun, but it was cool. I was dying out there, no lie. I was just like, fuck it. I've seen the celebrity game. I'm not. I'm going against Guillermo and Janelle Monae with all due respect. I was like, I'll be fine. That elevation squish, squish. whooped my ass so quick. That elevation whooped <laughs> my ass. My throat got dry. I hadn't run. I hadn't run in months. I was so out of shape. It was yeah, because you're a little I, big, I'm big sure. Richard. That's what it is. I, yeah, yeah. Big, I big. wasn't big. I wasn't big, big like my <laughs> like 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 my like my guy Channing over here though. I was not big, big like Stop yeah. It. I would. I yeah. If I, I would put big on a guy jersey. in general, Richard. I'm built like Andre the Giant. All, yeah, all but you went from though. you went from like looking like I am Groot to like to like a oak an oak tree of <laughs> uh, one of those big round the, redwoods. The <laughs> body you know, positivity you know, they, is they carve they carve it out so a car can drive through it. That's Channing's midsection. <laughs> Listen, there's a bunch are of like there's a bunch of wood Allie, jokes there. Funny. There's a bunch that's of wood we, jokes Allie. in there, but I'm gonna leave it alone. Allie, that's not funny. the wood jokes I like to hear. But having what? said oh, that, nasty. are we into are we into full dad mode now? Dad bod? 
Are you guys going to be chatting? like the Ooh, no, no, the no, base no, no. of dad bod? No, uh, ew, that, no, no. Dad bod is a derogatory term in my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty Allie. sure the way you guys just described yourself, you guys are in full dad bod. No, Allie, I can still bench 260 pounds. Like, it's not that big a deal. Like I'm still up here lifting some motherfucking yeah. weights, yeah, I and, and I can, my, and I can. My feet hurt from doing cardio. I get on, I go on a lot of walks. Dad, I cannot. Yeah, you ride the elliptical, and, and I'm out here still dunking. Like, no, you ain't dunking with I no dad dunk. bod. Just, well, yeah, that's you're seven feet tall. It'd actually be impressive if you still could dunk with the dad bod. So I'd lean into. No, it. No, 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 don't. Let's let's not. No, we are <laughs> shit. We're, here, this is not okay. A, this is not a body positive thing for me and Channing. For everyone else. Allie and everyone else, yes. Me and him, no. Horrible. Speaking of dunking, Mac McClung, one word, mm. go. Thoughts. Prepared. He was That's fucking prepared. Word. Perfection. Like, he literally, Perfection. Yeah. Perfection. Didn't Dude, miss any. I broke it down, right? Almost every single dunk that's ever won, that's ever been a 50, has never been just a dunk, right? It's a three-part sentence. Mac McClung jumped over two people, did a 360, then tapped the backboard and dunked it. So then he did something else where he did Mac McClung jumped and did a 540 and then dunked. Like, you can't just go, oh, he did like a reverse windmill or, oh, he put his arms in the rim twice, right? It's like you got to have layers to it. And he, like, had layers to it. And he made it on his first try, which also is a huge, huge thing. Yeah, the first try is big because it's like the you once you see what the attempt is, you have to nail it, or else it's like okay, mm-hmm. he ended up getting it, he can do it. But the first is like, what is he doing? How's he doing? Oh, they're stacking. He's putting a ball up there. What is he going to do with the ball? Once you see what he tries to do, that that first attempt is like that's like nailing a perfect ten. Like yeah. you only get one attempt at the landing. You can get it done on the second try. It's fine, but there's nothing like nailing the landing the first time. It's a wrap. Like, KJ Martin's uh, dunk was really hard. He jumped from far as shit. But after you saw it, you were like, eh. But he got, but what's crazy, and, and here's where we're, like, judgmental as a, as a community of basketball players. All four of those guys, every single dunk they had, their head was up by the rim. Like, uh, their head was, you know, Jericho Sims, say what you want. Oh, man. That, that big motherfucker was get jumping so high. I, if I was a dunk coach, I would have just said, motherfucker jump as high as you can and just break the rim like literally try to break the rim so they have to get another one and you'll win the dunk contest like just gorilla dunk that joint obviously social media was in just a complete um shock maybe to see mac mcclung and to your point the entire basically the narrative was that he saved the dunk contest right if you were on social media at all what do you think the dunk contest and his performance did for him well, number one, you didn't get the script, Allie. We were in Utah. That motherfucker was jumping. When he when he made his dunk, mm-hmm. everybody in Utah was like looking, tapping their kid like, you could be that one day. I don't know if that would have flew in oh, any other city. Oh, so awesome. Yo, but like, you know what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say, right? They were like. No, what are you, no, what are you trying to say? No, I'm saying all the little white kids, their parents are like, look, you can dunk too. You don't have to just be a shooter and make good bounce passes. Uh, (laughs) God. I just thought the inspiration was amazing. (laughs) I didn't because I don't see that way. I see Oh, dude, definitely. The brothers were shocked. Listen, the brothers were shocked but love it. And the white people were like, we got one. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, first of all, no. We're coming at Brent Barry. Brent yeah, Barry. They, but Brent I'm Barry saying he's one. Brent Barry reincarnated. Yeah. No, it was. Oh nah, man. Like that type of stuff. Like that was part. What he did there is part of the reason why stars used to do it. It has an ability mm-hmm. to grow your uh, to grow your name, to grow your legend. Like Vince Carter's dunk contest. I kid you not. Vince Carter was oh. that dude. He was putting on that show. But once he won the dunk contest, and now 20 years later, we say it's still the best dunk contest that we've seen. The Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine battles that those guys were absolute shows. That's the thing about the dunk contest. There's going to be dips and there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be that. But, like, it's such a – if you get it right and if it's done right, there's nothing better. Like, there, there, there's, there's nothing better yeah. if you get a collection of guys or one guy that steals the show because you're going to talk about it. And Mac McClung forever is a part of NBA lore now with Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins. Like, like think about it. When they start show, doing the 30 for 30 every 10 years in the dunk contest, he's going to have a huge part of it because that's what they do it. But stars don't – necessarily want to do it in the 80s and 90s when you were growing the game you felt as an obligation if we can go put on this show it's going to get the tv ratings people are going to pay money it's going to be a big deal now players don't necessarily feel that 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 growth of the game obligation you got a million youtube dunkers you got a million people doing stuff all over the place so players don't feel that obligation in my thing i think in the 80s and 90s when the game was growing and they remember coming off of you know um, non-chartered flights when they remember in the 80s when games were taped delayed in the NBA finals and now that they found something they were going to grow the game because they knew it was going to make them money now I don't think it, if they view it the same no I think if you really think about like young guys because they're just given the opportunity to play right and just here you go like go make mistakes all season their thing of the dunk contest is I'm already seeing why do I have to go do this? We're like, think about J.R. Smith was in a dunk contest. Andre Guadala was in a dunk contest. Jason Richardson was in a dunk contest. Like, you look at those guys. A lot of those guys, those bouncy guys, or the guys who are younger, were in a dunk contest. Because they were like, maybe I'm on a good team and I'm not getting, I'm not starting or I'm not getting minutes. I want to grow my brand by showing out, right? And so you look at some of these guys that have shown out, have always got respect by the league. So I think, and we'll get to the all-star game also, mm-hmm. the 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 give and take between players in the league is the young guys are learning they have to give, and the NBA will give you 10x back. You go mm-hmm. do a dunk contest and show out like Mac McClung, you know, there was a stat he that he made 105 total. Yeah, he basically just he made, made a million dollars. million, or $106 million, $106,000. That's not including As what he's going to get after this opportunity. Right. Yeah. Because now somebody goes, oh. somebody, an owner goes, hey, he got a commercial. Matt McClung's got a, a commercial. He got a commercial coming. He got a commercial okay, coming. Okay, so hang on. Let me ask you from a player standpoint in the league. To your point, Channing, I think his career earnings to this point in the NBA as a player is like $106,000. But right. just winning the dunk contest, he won $100,000. Having said that, he's played 12 minutes in Crazy. one preseason game for the Sixers in October. What does that do? Does it translate to him as a player being on a team? Can that no, help at all? Here, So, no. But it, think about this. If you're an owner, right, mm-hmm. and you're a GM, and the GM has three people, somebody who's, you know, good, but the owner doesn't know, Mac McClung, who is going to put people in the seats, or somebody who's going to develop. 
they're going to take a chance on Mac McClung when he's ready to do that. Now, the direction of his career, wherever that goes, that's up to him and his work and what else he works on. But when it comes down to getting an opportunity, he's going to be at the top of that list because the owner is going to go, if he gets in the game, let's say at the end of a game, or let's say he's starting to get a little, little bit more attention and actually plays 10 to 20 minutes, people are going to come in the stands because he's relatable, because he's grown up, because he's like, you've seen him in the G League. Then here's the story. He made the dunk contest. Like, as much as this is about basketball, this is also about putting people in the stands. Yeah, 100%. this is still this is still sports and entertainment, people. Yeah. Like it like you can have and again, like it's not a wasted. Like he's going to get an opportunity. Like anybody, like if a guy was like a no, they don't do it in baseball, but but if a no name guy comes out there and wins the home run derby, there's going to be peak interest in him. And like let's just even say, like, when you talk about Channing, you give to lead legal give Tim back. I don't know what his follower count was prior <laughs> to the dunk contest, but I can imagine that now? his what follower cut. Like, like I'm saying his follower number. Let's see. Type it in. Let's say on IG. Dude, 1.1 million followers. What? He ain't, ain't have no one. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no fucking way. This dude. Okay. Let's you want to know what the dunk, dunk contest, contest will do for you? When you take America's fucking heart and say, come here, I got you. Like right there again. Like we know this from like being in social. Yeah, now he's and sponsored by Puma. What? Yeah. Oh, Puma. five days ago. Oh no, no, no. dude. He was Holy probably going to wear. A lot of times him. they'll give you stuff to. They'll give you contracts. Like you'll sign a shoe deal His before the tight. dunk contest. Yeah, yeah. So, but my glue, point is this: a glue glowed in the dark. They glowed. In the we dark. knew. We knew. It. Glowed in the dark. Glowed, gloated it. It's gloated. It's gloated, gloated in the dark. We knew. I knew that his follower account went up without even looking. There, you know, he probably had twenty six thousand followers before this. Maybe no, no, no. He no, had no. more than that. Yeah, more than that. Let's say I'll say yeah. let's say he had a hundred thousand. Let's say he had a hundred thousand with oh let's say two hundred. Let's say two hundred thousand. What that motherfucker just did, holy shit. No. But it just shows you he's going to, but th- think about it. That singular moment, yes, he will reap benefits forever. But now any social post, like, hey, we want you to post this hat, the number just went up. Yesterday's price is not today's price. And oh I, are we God. sure he only the, the dunk contest they only give you a hundred thousand for winning? Yeah, that's all yeah. it was. Man, Not you, ain't getting now you ain't getting John Morant. Because you got to understand, you got to do media. You ain't getting no John Morant for no $100,000. Yeah, out there. Okay. No, no, no. Earlier, You're not getting John Morant, uh, you but go. you can get a first three-year guy. huh? According to the Philadelphia guy. Inquirer, he had, at the beginning of the week, Earlier in the week, McClung had around 52,000 followers. I told you. I told you. I told you. And most of that's that number. Listen, listen. That number ballooned to more than 1 million by Sunday morning. He also earned the top two spots on ESPN SportsCenter Top 10, which could also boost his following. So should be 520 million video views his performance generated in the first 12 hours. It's the most for an all-star Saturday night. His his Google searches were like the number one Google searches in Philadelphia. Mac McClung, yeah. I, his, his Google searches were the number one Google search. Like they were like the like because we were just reporting on it. Yo, that a million followers. That's Man, listen, that G League game fifty two thousand kind of shocked me. I I, no, I, I, I knew I knew I knew he wasn't that at like multiple hundred million? thousand. 
52 to a million. I should have done some calf raises. Well, there's also look, you know, there's also look, there's there's some there's some there's some you know extra incentive there for for Middle America who really loves. Oh, see, for sure. You know, like he has it's a just very like a heavyweight large boxer. He has a large audience a heavyweight here in America. Boxer. Yes. Oh yeah. Hey, Road Trippers, our next partner has a product we're personally using every day. We're all taking Athletic Greens because we want more energy, better immune systems, and we all got tired of taking pills and vitamins. Want to see what all the hype is about? It's obvious. Every scoop of AG1 tastes great and helps us to feel our best in the morning. We have the peace of mind knowing that we're beginning every day with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, and even probiotics. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially in the middle of cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash roadtrip and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrip and get started today. From then on to um, the actual all-star game the draft great teaser by you we are going to talk about Channing what did you guys think of the in-person right before the game draft we gotta speed that shit up dog we gotta speed that we got <laughs> I didn't watch it, it I, did I didn't watch like the game. I'm sitting I in the watch- green room like it did feel like a lot god damn like just have your list pre-do it right yeah, we don't need a statement for everybody <sighs> it was just too much right and JJ makes a good point he was like, wait a second, you have a concert before game, then you get picked, and then you ask these dudes to go out and play, like, 90s-style basketball where it's competitive? Like, there's a time and a place for everything, early right? 2000s. Like, you They can say early 2000s. To early 2000s. But I just think, again, do the draft in person, make it shorter. Once you start drafting, you're already warmed up. Get your jersey, go warm up, and let's get to it, right? I thought the game was beneath garbage. It was hard for me to even commentate it because it was just like, what is this? People are just doing layup lines. People aren't trying. Guys don't want to be there. And I'm just like, Why do you think that was? Why do you think that was? People are worried about their brand, to be honest. I don't I don't think that. I don't I don't I don't think that. I think like look, I saw a thing with Kobe. Um and you know I we, we gave but Kobe was like, dude, these guys if you were to put them in a gym at UCLA, they would go harder than that. And they do. Yeah. You watch pickup games at UCLA with a ton of pros and they're not like, they're not like five on five, but they go harder than that. There's a, there's yeah. a higher level of competition because they're, they feel like they're, there working, right? They feel like they're, there working, working to get better, working to get a sweat, running, working to run up and down, working to keep themselves locked in. That's what it is. You're not going hundred percent, but you're out there just getting some work, running up and down, keeping the shit tight. There, those guys don't feel like they're working. They don't feel like they're working. Mm. They, to them, they are not working. They're there. They're going to put on a show. They're going to have some fun. But when you turn Nobody wants to go on, to that show. That's fucking it, 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 Yeah. When you turn that show on, <laughs> that competitive that, button, it feels like work for them. You know? And that's just- But Richard, here's, here's my thing. If you, if you remember, right? Especially those days maybe where Kobe was younger with Jordan, the vets- the legit vets had a choice. Did you want to go for it? Are you like when Mitch Richmond won the MVP, he was like, yo, I'm, I'm really out of here trying to bust all y'all's ass. And it raised the level of competition. Now, 
What I'm that's saying like is 55 not points. everyone. That's like 55 points in the All-Star game sounds disgusting because to me, and this is not a disrespect to Jason Tatum and congratulations, but it's like, did you score 55 points against the best players in the world? Is that what you did? Or was it just a layup line and a joke around time and a fun time and you're so nice, right? Other, But it's like, if like, wait, so Kobe and MJ and LeBron and KD, they were trying to stop you? Oh, no, 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 not really. They weren't trying no. to stop them. Is it, does this need to be, because I feel like the NBA, obviously over the last handful of years, right? They tried to change it to make it more competitive, to make it more worthwhile to watch, et cetera. I will give an example. I have a younger cousin who's in third grade and he watched it for the first time ever. He just got into basketball. It's awesome. He actually has his guys around the league. I'm like, Easton, how the hell do you know them? Like, this is awesome. You see the investment, you see the inspiration, et cetera, right? And he actually called me, he was with his family, they were in Idaho skiing, and they went back to the hotel because he had to watch the All-Star game. It was actually kind of cool for me as like over myself. And he calls and he said, Allie, he's like, why aren't they playing hard? Like, what is the answer? Is it a, like, what do I tell my third grade cousin where I feel like I have an idea? Yeah, is it that? Is it, is it our perception of what we should believe the dunk contest? Does that need to change? No, no, that's like All-Star game. The all-star game. No, I mean, all-star, yeah, all-star game. Yeah, all-star game. If one player, yeah. if one vet <clears throat> comes out there like Giannis has, right, and, like, he don't mm-hmm. have a, a all-star game button, right? He's not, like, just going to magically – he may shoot more threes, but he's going to go in there like, I'm coming through you because that's just know how he plays. The rest of the guys mm-hmm. are on chill mode. If you have one guy that's, like, embarrassing the other people, you're going to sift to who wants to play like that. I thought Anthony also, Edwards wanted it, to play. Yeah, it also I thought a bunch of the forth. younger guys wanted to play. Jalen Brown. It also goes back and forth, right? Right? It's going to, like, it, this was bad. I think everyone could admit that it was bad. Everyone could kind of yeah. admit that the players and just shooting half-court shots and just fucking Harlem Globetrotters fuck around time. I think everyone could admit. I think even the players, not that they, not that players give a fuck, but they probably just don't want to be remembered a part of this shit, right? Because that yeah. looks bad, too. Right. Where like every like I was in three all star games. All people complained about was that it was shitty. So what's going to happen, in my opinion, next year, it will be more competitive next year because they these guys are also brand builders. They understand no one wants to watch that shit. That doesn't mean that they're going to go break their neck for 48 minutes, but they're going to walk in there and be like, listen, I'm going to give you all 20 minutes of competitive basketball. We're going to try and lock some people up. But like the more intense you play, the higher chance there is of injury. If you're trying to contest shots, if you're doing things, you're like these are just things that naturally happen over the course of the game of basketball. So guys aren't really trying to break down somebody and sprain an ankle or step on the foot. Those are the things that can happen. But it's not as great of a risk as people would like to believe. It's not as great of a risk. It's a very, very small. Like you go do it in the you Olympics. Get hurt you go do it playing that else. style of basketball more than playing like a pickup game in the summer yeah. style. That's what people want to see, the greatest pickup game of all time. Like, we don't need you running the goddamn triangle offense, but, like, <laughs> tr- you know, be like be in help side. Remember that year that Phil Jackson made them, didn't let him play one-on-one for a half, where he just sent a guy over, right? Where I think I was yeah. there. I think it was in Dallas. He sent a, a guy over so that they had to actually pass the ball and play basketball and be in rotations. Yeah. And that's and what, that I think was- Vince Carter went crazy. Well, and Kobe, we we can't we can't deny there's a reason why the the Kobe the the award is named after Kobe Bryant for a long time, you know, however many years, like he was the guy that set the tone, 
right? And because he came from a, the 90s generation. Like, understand this. Like, Kobe was got into the league in, in 97, 98. I think that was his rookie year. Um, so he, he was mentored by those, by those guys. I came in the league in 2001, all of those fucking 90 guys were still there, right? That's why my mentality is to never miss a game. Like, no, I don't miss it. That's an older mentality, right? Kobe came from that. And because he played so long, he could set the tone in the all-star game. Like, Hey, we can have some fun, but then it's time. And Chris Paul was one of those guys too. So the more you lose those pieces, if nobody steps into those roles as the OG vet, if, 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 you know, say Ant, like if, you know, um, if Ant-Man, if he decides at year seven, year eight, and he's been a six-time All-Star, and he's like, all right, guys, like you see you four first-timers, no fuck around time. Let's get let's get this money. Let's go get yeah. this. Then people will follow that lead. And that's not a disrespect to Giannis and Braun and all these other guys, but they're not keeping that kind of tradition that was taught yeah. to MJ, was magic, was taught to the next guys, was taught to Jordan, was Jordan, Jordan, these guys talk Kobe, Kobe talk Chris Paul. If you don't have that continued, then it's going to get disgusting. This is one of the younger, Jane. if you really think, oh, this yeah. is one of the younger, there is no KD, no Chris Paul, mm-hmm. no Russell Westbrook, no Steph Curry, no Clay, Braun for a half, no Giannis, right? Who am I missing? Yeah. No Booker, right? No. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, yeah. no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Think of, those young guys are like, how cool am I supposed to play this? What's up? And everyone's like, well, I don't want to look like a, like, remember the first, I think it was the first or second year, again, Giannis went out there and he was windmilling that bitch on everybody. And everyone was like, oh shit, he's like really playing. And then it started to get a little competitive, right? But like, yeah. there was, who was going to take over for that? Right. And also, here, this is not a knock on Jokic. This is not just hear me out. So just hear me out. People, hear me out before I piss you off. Hear me out. Yeah. Hear me out before I piss you off. Jokic is a two time MVP. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jokic's popularity, whether he cares for it or not, translates to the common fan. In this arena, people want to see the MVP at least have some sense of uh, competition or competitiveness. Right. Regardless. And, and just even if it's a little bit, think about the, all the other MVPs we've ever had, whether that was James Harden, KD, Giannis, uh, uh, Braun, yeah. Steph Curry, all those dudes are competitors. And it was just like the MVP goes, oh, I don't care. I'm not built for this game, which is ridiculous because he is absolutely built for the game. Play point guard. You have the best players to play with. You are absolutely built for this game. This is a all-star level YMCA game. He's like the guy that can't be guarded. Like to me, that was upsetting because I know how good he is. And I would love to see him in this setting with all these amazing players. The game would be so easy to him. And it's a collective effort too. One guy can't be like, if Jimmy Butler was there, he's like, all right, I'm going to go try and guard everybody. And it's like, dude, Jason Tatum's like, one of the best players in the world, one of the most talented guys out there. If that dude gets a cooking, that's a lonely place to be in a defensive space. That's going to be a lonely, like, hey, listen, guys, I'm going to run him with the three, pick him up, let's make him pass, and he's cooking, right? Versus just continued one-on-one, spot open yeah. shots, like all of that stuff. It, it's, it's fun for a little bit. You want to see that because these guys can do things that no one else can do. Like even the bounce pass lob, that Steph threw to Giannis and Braun off the glass. 
these guys will open up their game to do things that like even when I saw that off the I'm like, damn, Bron. Like, think about that. that. Was ridiculous. To underhand it with pace, with a defender there off the glass, so perfect from deep. That motherfucker started that shit at like the three-point line. This wasn't yeah. like he was behind the free throw line. He threw, no. Come on. Possessions later, he gets his hand caught in the rim, and we got 23 games left to the finish line, and we need LeBron healthy. So here we are. He didn't play in the second half. All-Star weekend, it is a wrap. We are going to transition into what's left of the season, and a couple of moves have been made, obviously. I want to start with you guys um, and your take on Russell Westbrook signing with the Clippers. I don't know if you saw the details here, but he finalized a buyout of his remaining 13.2 million contract with the Jazz. He will reportedly sign a one-year league minimum $744,000 deal with the Clippers, making him a free agent this summer, averaging 16 and 7 this season. How do you see it? Your thoughts? How significant is this for Ty Lue? Obviously rejoining again with Paul George. What does this do for you and the Clippers and Russell Westbrook? I'll let Richard go. I'm a negative. <laughs> you ain't shit. You ain't shit. Uh, let me say this. Uh, I'm going to start with this. I want nothing but positive things for Russell, and I hope it works out. I hope it works out really well. Uh, I think he has gotten a very tough break. Some of it is because of his own energy. Right. Some of it is because of his own approach. Some of it is because I think he was put in an unfair situation with unrealistic expectations. I think there's a lot of things that go into the type of pie that has been, you know, thrown at and whatever. I don't necessarily I I believe that any player can do some things that you don't expect them to do. But I don't see a scenario in which it's it's the name is greater than the impact. And that's the problem. Right. When the name of the person is greater and you're expecting a greater impact because of the name, your expectations are immediately kind of faltered. And so I I don't know. I just think, Russ, you think about it. They're talking about, oh, he can get some easy shots for guys. That's fine. That's true. He can. Right. If he's getting into that paint, they're going to have shooters. But also we've seen him struggle and finish at the rim. We've seen him not shoot great from the free throw line with the Lakers. We've seen we've seen when teams stay home, uh, a difficult shot selection. And we've seen a high rate of turnovers, right? Like per 36, Zach Lowe said he's at four turnovers per 36. So then we even have to question his decision-making. So yes, Russ might be in a friendly, friendly, friendlier confine and in a place where there's not as much intensity and pressure and probably and definitely better talent. And I'm not talking about LeBron James and just Anthony Davis. I'm talking about a collective group of talent. The Clippers have a better collective group of talent. But Russ has to play well. If he goes out there and does what he did for the Lakers, I, I, I think it'll be a struggle. And they don't have the pressure of a $47 million contract. They have a minimum contract. And they're like, listen, if you come in and you turn it over the ball and you shoot and sh- you know, sh- you know, not shooting a good percentage, we have a lot of talent over here. And so I, I wish him well. And I think in order for him to do well, he's going to have to play better than he played for the Lakers. And that's the question. Can he play better? Can he shoot better than 30% from three? Can he shoot better than 42% from the field? Can he not turn over the ball at four, four, you know, four turnovers per 36 minutes? If he can't do that, it's not going to go well. Changing your situation, you need to still play better. That's my, that's my thoughts on Russ. 
You can go ahead and Chris say Channing. Rich, you, you, can dingus say, you can say Richard dingus. just dropped the mic. Richard said it perfectly. <laughs> you can say, say Richard said it perfectly, and I don't have anything to add. No, no, I'm I'm gonna add this. <laughs> That's my guy. Tell me the difference. Tell me the difference in this, right? Because I was looking at like who the Clippers are. The Clippers have their main two guys that need the ball to be effective. They don't really run around like that. They're ball handlers. They create in their own, right? Yes or no? Yep. Yes. Okay. And that Two. sun is fucking alley up right now. That sun said <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Dude. We call it the golden good. hour glow, it is, Richard. It, it is beautiful. It is beautiful, but I can see them eyes starting to squint. I can see. <laughs> like, huh? Ah, or is that a, you like had too many it. little tequilers? No, it's not in a, Allie, it's not in a bad way. I can just see how the light has changed. And Allie, so them the blinks is, is getting real is long. It's <laughs> <laughs> a drop in the fuck out. <laughs> Trying to get some moisture on them eyes. <laughs> Will you please continue, you guys? Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Freaking here we go. Here we go. at a max. Yeah, oh, that's max, funny. Max. That's why we Come drink on. usually here. Oh, did you close the blinds? I thought it was. I no, I don't have blinds right now. Okay, I'm in a remodel phase, and I thought it was yeah. beautiful. And then you just it ruined was, my moment. So continue to go on. Oh, it was beautiful. We're just merely stating. God. We're just merely oh. stating that we saw that sun that- come across. It. <laughs> okay, go back to your point, Jay. To your point. To my point is, what in the situation is different from the Clippers stylistically in the Lakers? There absolutely isn't one, except he doesn't have any pressure here. Think about this. LeBron has the ball. There's a lot of scores. There's a lot of legit scores. Do not compare those two rosters. I understand, but here's here's a reason. If If Kawhi has the ball, where's Russell? If PG has the ball, where's Russell's defender? That is really the problem. And also, PG and Kawhi aren't movers like that. So where one do thing you that put help Russ One thing that can help him is that they have good mid good mid range. So you can put Russ, throw him, put him on the dunker. There are areas you can okay. do, but you're still talking about putting a set of your point guard in the dunker spot. So now where do you put Zubak? But if they do go with an all small lineup and they're picking the pace, but th- that means he's going to be pushing the pace, creating shots for people but he's got to make good decisions there. Yeah. If he doesn't make good decisions there, they need a point guard. They need that position, but he's got to play well. This isn't the, yeah. oh, this is a better fit. It'll be fine. And like the talent there, hypothetically, let's say you take the two top players off the Lakers and swap them with the two best players off the Clippers. If you put LeBron and AD with the amount of talent that's there, and again, I'm not, I'm just saying that you can see the level of talent is far greater totally. with the Clippers. Right. But think about it. They have Mason Plumley now. Like, yeah. they have a lot of guys who Dubai, aren't Bones, shooters. Yeah, but like, Powell, where do Norman you? Powell. Yeah, yeah. I think I wish him the best, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Once I've seen a player decline, all of a sudden he just like goes back to being. You know what I'm saying? I think he's he's fighting the good fight of like, hey, I'm gonna come out here and play my hardest, <clears throat> but like he at times you just see that it just doesn't have that consistent second gear where he's getting by guys and can finish. He's consistent on his jumper. He's making on-time, on-target passes. But, again, if he's playing with better players, maybe he has to do less. And, and Let me just take this one step further. Okay, sorry, go on. No, 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 no. What did you say? Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, if you take it one step further, because he will be a free agent this summer, based off of what you guys are kind of saying, what is the ideal situation for Russell Westbrook? Like, where could he actually be successful in this league? A bad He's team wanting very- to be in the play-in? The Wizards? But, like yeah, the but, Wizards but, but, but situation? Again, yeah, like, he can still be an effective player, but you have to understand, as any player, right? Like, for me, I was hyper-athletic. The only reason why I was in the league at the end of the career is because I could shoot the ball and I became a good spot up shooter, an efficient spot up shooter, low 40%. Listen, top five in the league one year. It's no big deal. I wasn't a volume. I was, I wasn't a volume, but same with Channing. Channing's punk ass wouldn't have been in the league anymore because his post game wasn't going to do shit. So, and his defense wasn't going to do shit. So if he didn't learn how to shoot three. I was there on film, bitch. Yeah, yeah, but my point, but my point is this: is that you have to add to your game, even for great players. LeBron James, what he's added to his game has added to his longevity, adding his long ball. Russell's three point shot has not improved. Russell's float game has not improved. Chris Paul, at his old age, can still get to whatever spot he wants. He's not blazing fast, but he can get to whatever spot he wants. He can get to his pull-up game, and he has a mean float game. That's why Chris Paul can be effective at 38 years old. He's not the same Chris Paul, but you can see late game, he's going to run a pick and roll like a fucking master, get to his shot, and, you know, and so this thing. Russell never added anything particular to his game. His game was beautiful. It was a triple-double machine. It was pace. It was athleticism. It was nonstop. It was a motor that we might have never seen before in this fucking league. But now that he's gotten older and that athleticism has dropped, you need something more than that full-speed motor because now it's your question is decision-making. Now your question is turnovers. Now your question is shot selection. So it's like that's the problem. Like he can go other places. He can go do things, but the, the but the issues of he's been in the league multi years. He's a first time ballot, first ballot Hall of Famer. He is that Amazing. dude, one of the seventy five greatest, right? But right now at this point in time of his career, like if you didn't add a jump shot, you didn't add a float game, you know, then then it's kind of like you're in a tough spot because. You, you can't do it for 38 minutes and 40 minutes at a high level. You can do it for 22, and some teams don't want that for 22. Hmm. Fair. Okay. That one, I have nothing. No, no. Okay. Richard said it all. Um, how about Kevin Love signing with the Heat? Who? Great sign. Re- <laughs> and the retirement of the zero in Cleveland? Oh, we'll be there uh, for that. Yes, it's going to be great to see my my jersey next to Channing's. Next to Kevin's, next to Brian. <laughs> <laughs> just joking, Cleveland people. You know, you I'm can right. like, just give me a little, How about this? Give me and Richard uh, like a beer and whiskey stand named after us, and we'll be good. We'll be chanting and, and hot Richard, dogs. Drunk stop. No, ain't nobody talking about no glizzies. <laughs> Allison. <laughs> ain't nobody talking about no glizzies. Better put a taco stand with tequila and um, margaritas. That'll be good too. Anything else about this time of year that you're looking forward to in terms of the end, the push to the end? Well, the, the Western uh, Conference, teams. the East is boo boo, right? Other than no, the, the East is teams, good because the top, teams. The, yeah, the top three teams are still the top three teams. The the Nets, who none of us truly believed, They're even though they had far. talent. But I'm saying the Nets. The Nets, they're in the they're in the different phase now. I won't say rebuilding because they got too much talent over there, but it's still going to be Philly, Milwaukee, Boston. And that's who we always believe to start the season because of the drama with the Nets. So those three teams look like they are those three teams that we all expected. So yeah. that's awesome to see. 
what makes the West even more awesome now is because so much talent has shifted over to the West. And so while the West used to be a little mundane, the Lakers now have talent. Can they make the push? Dallas now has their second superstar. Phoenix has now vaulted themselves from a team that looked like they were on the decline to now a team that looks like they are the favorite. The Memphis Grizzlies look like they got shit that they need to figure out, but they're still those dudes. The Warriors just won the championship and they're fucking floating around 500. That makes me very nervous for the Lakers in the playoff playing game. And then you got Denver fucking doing what they should be doing. Like they looking strong and you got the surprise yeah. ones like Sacramento and fucking Clippers. You, know, you got the yeah Clippers like so Clippers are I think they've won 10 of 14. So it's like the West is fucking turned up that heat fast That shit. That shit went from a from a low broil to a fucking volcano real quick. Hey, real Kawhi quick. just had to charge that battery real quick. He was yeah, like, Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi line. looking around like, oh, shit. Yeah, Kawhi looking around like, oh, this shit got thick real quick, man. A lot of, not a lot of elbow. With like five C's. Chick. Kidding. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else you guys want to talk about NBA related? Because I want to end Fuck on no. a fun note. Okay. okay like Channing, I want to give you an opportunity um, because you and Chosen Family Wines inspired yep. Black athletes to come together in support of the Root Fund during Black yep. History Month. Shout oh, you out to, to you. I do. Yeah. Oh, I just think you. that you're always actively working in ways to whether it's inspire, motivate, change, etc. And it's a shout out to you, a pat on your back. Well, I think, oh, um, you know, this is, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is, it, it's fun being in the wine industry, man. And it's, it's fun, like introducing it, going to dinners, bringing the wine, like seeing people talk and the memories about it. But I was always like, man, I, I keep trying to reiterate, it's not a competition, right? Nobody drinks the same wine every single night. This isn't beer. This isn't whiskey. It's completely different. So for me, you know, knowing D-Wade, knowing CJ, Josh Hart is very involved in the wine community. Braun, obviously. Um, you know, we have, like, Clay has his own wine. A bunch of guys have their own wine. So I was like, man, why don't we get together and do something together as a group to show, like, kind of solidarity? And, like, I'm a firm believer that the tide rises all boats. So I think D-Wade, Intercept Wines uh, from Charles Woodson, which is delicious, CJ's Wine and Chosen Mine are all donating 10% of online sales for the month to the Roots mm -hmm. Fund. And we're going out there in two weeks. Um, Bron's going to donate something, maybe a pair of shoes or something. Clay's going to donate something. Carmelo has his own wine. I saw him this weekend. He's going to donate something. Same with Josh Hart. So, like, it's just something fun. You know, I think Black History Month is some bullshit, to be honest, but let's not go there. I think, you know, listen, I think it should be Black History should be America's history. And that's just my kind of thing. We don't need our own month. Just teach correct. And uh, I think for us at Chosen, we always want to do uh, things that affect the community. I think I'm a rarity in that. I think 1% of all wineries in America are owned by people of color, which is a crazy stat because I think there's a wow. winery in every single state. So there's only three in Oregon, and CJ and I are two of the three. So that should tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's like, we just want to do something fun, help the culture, encourage. So whether it's supporting Chosen or D. Wade Sellers or Intercept Wines or CJ, I don't really care. As long as you're supporting, try them all out, learn about them, and thank you for the plug. No, 
I appreciate it. I think it's amazing. I also think that you're awesome when it comes to the collective. It's not all about just support chosen. That's the only way. And it's my way. No, it's about the collective. And I agree with you. It shouldn't be just for the month of February. Um, but we'll put you on your pedestal and let you talk about that on the next episode. Um, but for now, wow, that was fun. Good to chat up. with you both. Good. good. The sun's gone. The sun's gone. The sun's gone. <laughs>